Babe, so before you jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that sensitive topics have been discussed and they may be triggering for some. Hola amiga, it's so good to have you here on Ignite with Jess Soto Ramirez. Yes, that is me, your business empowerment coach. I am on a mission to help you see yourself in someone else's story. So this podcast is here to illuminate the path to your potential through the stories of other women in business just like you. Hello, Miss Jen Bowers. Hello, Jess. How are you? I am good. I am so happy to have you here. Thank you for joining me on the Ignite with Jess Soto Ramirez podcast. Oh my gosh, thank it you for having me. So lovely. Like this is my first um interview okay so there's been a couple of um episodes that have just been of me talking but I'm so excited to be actually interviewing somebody because really this is what this podcast is all about and the stories of people and where they've come from and where they're going and everything because I just feel like like I've mentioned this before but it's when we see ourselves in somebody else's story, that's when we actually can just see a glimpse of light and hope for us. So um, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming in and joining me. And I am going to kick off with the first question that sometimes when I have asked other people these in the past, it stumps them a little bit. Oh, so- okay. oh my gosh, what are you going to say? <laughs> and before we do anything, I will apologise for the howling cat in the foyer. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, they're calling to his people. <laughs> Jen has tell us how many cats? Ten. Uh, uh, ten cats. I am a certified crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> ten cats, and I can vouch for the howling. I have heard it in the past. Yes, yes. down there right <laughs> no, now. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a snoring dog next to me, so um, you may hear him just you know get louder. Who knows? But this is real life, though, isn't it? Absolutely. This is day to day. This is real life. This is how we live, you know. Mm-hmm. So tell me, Jen, tell me about yourself, but I want you to tell me about who you are without telling me your titles. Oh, who I am without telling people Ooh. my titles. So I help women become a flamingo in a flock of seagulls and I help them learn how to stand on their own two feet when life isn't the fairy tale that they would want it to be. Mm. So that's what you do for the ladies that you work with. That's it. And who are you? I'm the Flamingo Queen. (laughs) (laughs) We know that. I was going to say, I'm Jen B. I am a champagne-loving um. Cat, cat lady, um, flamingo lover, coffee addict. Um, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Jenny's and, um, obsessed with flamingos and with cats. Yes, and my favorite thing in the world is to help women rise. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's something that sparks joy for me. And if it doesn't spark joy for me, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So, very, very important that what I do makes me ha- makes me happy as well. Yeah, for sure. And I would love to just add to who you are. Like I, I've known you for a few years now yeah. and you are this bright, bubbly, caring person 
that is a giver, that is a sharer, that is vulnerable and real and raw and honest and has just so much life inside of you to offer. And I think that is really part of what shapes you that also then allows you to do the things that you do with your business and in your day-to-day life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, yes, you have known me for a while. So you actually do know where I started. Tell Um, me. Tell me where we started. (laughs) How far I've come in the last few years. Well, so let's go right back to I think it was September in 2018. 2018. Um, I was trying to remember what year it was. 2018. So we're in 2022 now, so four years. Yeah. And we met at... Tracy Harris, Mums yep. with Hustle, the SMS conference. Yeah. And so for people enough, that don't know, that's like a it was like a business conference, yeah. Yeah, like so a business a, conference. A, uh, we were part of a program at um a membership of Tracy Harris. The Social um, Method Society. Yeah, the Social Method Society, and she is uh one of our mentors. Yes. And um, we both met there. We had never met each other. We'd never seen right. each other, but we met there with a whole bunch of other women in business um, yes. that were coming together, and which was, was my first ever event. Was it your first ever event? Uh, no, I'd been to a few been others, been few. but it yeah. was, it was, yeah, no, I had been to, to a few others, but it was such a fun day. And, you know, Tracy creates such an inclusive, beautiful community yeah. um, that, you know, like even though I went, not knowing anybody else like I soon kind of made friends and you know was was chatting away um because I do like I I love to make friends but I guess that the the thing is what we're you know what we're kind of going back to and I looked at the photo from that event just the other day and I think I shared it with you and I'm like oh my gosh look at my little face like I feel actually feel really sad looking at that person now because I was there I was trying to be brave you know, trying to be happy and the smile, I could look at it, it was such a half smile. And then you said you wanted to hide behind me. And I went, oh, my gosh, I'd forgotten that. But, yes, because yes. I used to hide. I didn't want to be seen or noticed. I wanted to hide from. But, Jen, people. I remember we sat at the same table. Yes. We were seated there. And I remember you because I was like, wow, this lady's so, like, bright and bubbly and whatnot. And, and we had some kind of connections in terms of location and whatnot. Yes. Um, but one of the things that stuck with me the most, which I've said to you before, was when it was time for the group photo, so we all got up, um, Jen was trying to find the spot at the back and she said to me, you know, <laughs> you said to me, oh, oh you you go go stand in front of me. Let me go behind you. And I just, I remember walking away th- thinking, oh, I don't want Jen having to hide behind anybody. Like it was one of those moments that just stuck with me. And then years down the track, like we yeah. really didn't have much to do with each other. No. And then years down the track, we ended up in another um, program together where we then kind of tapped into this conversation. And Jim was like, really, I don't even remember saying that. No, I, I don't remember saying that. But that that was so much how I acted back then that, yeah. you know, I didn't even realise I was doing it. That's the yeah. thing. Like, I didn't even realise I was actually doing that. Yeah. And it's only, honestly, I'd say the last 12 months. And I still like, I'm still, you're not going to see me up front and centre, but I'm moving towards the front, you oh, know. absolutely. And yeah, so much more. I'm so much more confident, um, I guess, in who I am and how I'm perceived. 
mm. than what I was back then. When I and as I said, when I looked at the face, I'm just like, there's heart, there's not much life in there. There's just yeah. I, but I just, what was going on? What was going on back then, Jen? Well, I mean, look, it's a long, like it's a long story. I mean, you know, this 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 sort of behavior, I guess, harks back to really to my childhood, even. Mm. Um, you know, and and to my dear mum, and please, people know, there's no malice in this. I loved my mum; she was my best friend. Yeah. But I want you to remember. I want people to remember that the language you use is so important. Mm. Now, I work with another business coach um, as well, Anita Sierk from WordFetty, who's just the bomb, and she is a human psychologist. And the first call we had in this mastermind um, earlier this year, which was in March, she talked about suggestive language. And I went, oh, what? Well, like, I wonder what this is. And she explained it as, remember when you were being growing up and you, your parents introduced you as the shy one. Mm. And even though you weren't shy, you always grew up thinking you were the shy mm. one because that is what was kind of ingrained in you. Well, my mum never introduced me as the big one, but there was a lot of discussion about my size because my mum was tiny. She was a little ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, she got pregnant at seven and a half stone. She left the hospital at seven and a half stone after having a nine and a half pound baby. So yeah. it was a little mother with the big baby. Now I take it off to my nana. And yeah. we come from a long line of Scottish Highland women. <laughs> and, you know, that's who I am and that's what I was. But, you know, my mum, like wanting to help, would, would sort of say, oh, like, you know, when I was 11, I was put on my first diet. Um, because I'd put on weight but you know it was so it was always this thing about me being too big mm. and as I said it was never done with malice she was yeah. trying to help but you grow up like that you're constantly I'm too big I'm too much you know mum bless her was a lady you know quite a refined lady and then she had this kind of more flamboyant daughter who was quite loud mm. you know you're so flamboyant I just don't know where that comes from I actually do know it came up from my dear uncle Graham my dad's brother um but even with that, Jen, like, isn't that funny how we have these conversations like, oh, I don't know where that came from. And it's like, well, it comes from me. Like perhaps that is me and that's who shapes me. Just a very simple but different example, uh, but yet similar. My son has green eyes. Um, yeah. I don't have green eyes. My husband doesn't have green eyes. Most of our family don't have green eyes. And we always get asked, oh, where does he get the green eyes from? And I get it, but I always say to them, he gets it from him. Like that's, he's the one with the green eyes, you know, because for a while he was noticing this in our family as though he's the green eyed kid and hello, gorgeous green eyes, right? But he was taking it as though it was a complex. Like, why don't I have brown eyes? And why do you all, you know, why do I have green eyes? And, and neither of you have um, green eyes. And it was like, well, no, that's just because that is you. And that is beautiful who you are, you know? Actually, that's so fascinating because both my ex-husband and I are dark with dark eyes and we have a blonde blue eyed child. Yeah. And, but I was always like, oh, you know, I'm so like, I never would have thought I would have been lucky enough to have a blonde blue-eyed child because, like, who would have thought we'd have a blonde blue-eyed child? Never thought that. Yeah. Um, and she does, actually, it's interesting because, yeah, because I'm always like, I'm so jealous of your blue eyes mm. um, because I want a blue eyes. I'm like, yeah. Oh, the blue eyes? I want the blue eyes. <laughs> um, it's really interesting. I never thought of it as being, like, that he could take it. And maybe that's maybe that's a boy thing because, you know, sometimes 
they do take things differently. Yeah, I think it's and also, think again, it's, yeah. going back to that suggestive yeah. language of like people questioning it yes, in a way yeah. that it's like, oh, but where does that come from? Like, like, like it has to come from somewhere. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But yeah, then yeah. that thing of like, but what kind of words are we using around our kids? Absolutely. That are making them think that is some that there is something wrong with them. You know? Yeah. When it's, I've been very. See, it's interesting because probably because of my, you know, realization of my paranoia about my weight. And you know, the funny thing is, I found some old photos the other day, and I looked back at myself at like nineteen and twenty, and I thought. I wish that I was that size now when I was spending all that time back then thinking how fat I was. Yeah. Um, so I've yeah. always been very mindful um, because I knew that it somehow is was, was an issue, I guess, but I've been very mindful of what I said to Chelsea. Um, okay. I always have been very positive. Like, you know, I, I mean, if she puts something on that I don't like, I am her mother and I will say probably I like such and such better, mm. you know, um, mm. but I try to be very, you know, positive and be very body positive for her and she's yeah. different it's a different generation now too which is so fortunate oh, absolutely <coughs> and that brings you that different challenges as well you oh know? absolutely the social media and oh my god instagram and all the you know perfection that is apparently out there you know i mean yeah. these poor kids i feel so sorry for them mm. um, but then in saying that they do have this you know, they have such a, I won't say free and easy, but like everything is so accepted and, you know, these days compared to what it was, say, you know, well, I mean, I'm 54, so let's mm. go back, you know, 35 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, like a lot of things have changed. Definitely been shifts along the way. Um, and, you know, like it is just such a different time. I mean. So different. I see it in my daughter who's, you know, in the tween stage and yes, as her mum, I'm so aware of this and I, you know, it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky field to navigate, you know. Um, very tricky field because as I say, I think my mother would be absolutely devastated mm. to think that. And, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an only child, mm. so, you know, but, again, she was just trying to do what she perceived to be the right thing. And, you know, it's that thing generationally often we're doing, Correct. Like, you know, you, you learn what you learn, right, yeah. and you don't always know what you need to unlearn <laughs> until you That's kind of come it. to this new point in your life and whatnot. But I feel like, you know, like my mother was, you know, has always been beautiful and supportive and everything, you know, but there's obviously things that along the way that she said to me that I'm like, oh, you know, that is, you know, stuck like a dagger. And I'm sure I've done that to my daughter and my son, you know, without even intending to do it. Well, you don't because, but like, I would go back to something humans. else mum would say. It's like, oh, Jennifer, black looks so lovely on you. It's so flattering. And you were wearing black on the day we met. I was because I that's before that. I was into and all the colour. you had your bright pink hair. It had only just gone pink. Oh, that like, was like literally for you, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks before and I wasn't going to do it and I said, to my hairdressers, like, no, 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 I'm too old for this. And they're like, no, you're not, no, you're not. We're going to do it. If you don't like it, you can always change it. And I'm like, you know what? Hey, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And I did. How and I love. have you been playing with the idea for? Um, so one of the um, apprentices there had the pink hair. And Thank I'm you. like, I love your hair. It's so amazing. You know, I'd love to hair, have hair like that. So she'd worked on me for so a At this while. stage, you would have been like 50? Uh, yeah, 50, I guess, or maybe 49. Yeah, yeah no, 50. 50. 50, yeah. 
And um, so at 50, you're contemplating pink hair. That's it. Had you ever had pink hair? No, but I'd had, I had I had had a mohawk in the day. Yeah. When I was at, like back in the 80s because I'm yeah. a girl. Um, and I'd oh, had I need to see bright red. Oh, my gosh. It was interesting. Um, yeah. I'd had very bright red hair. Yes. Um, but I'd never had the pink. And yeah. I, I, I loved the pink hair, but I always thought I wouldn't be able to have it because you would have to bleach the mm. whole like your whole head and I didn't want to do that but when I saw Sarah's hair I'm like I love that color it is so beautiful just like you could do that yeah so it took a few months until it was just like right just I want you to do it because you know you can always get rid of it yeah and I mean I do I've got a long-standing relationship with my hairdressers so I knew if, if, if I hated it they would totally fix it they would fix it but and you I still just, have your pink hair yeah and I fell in love with it like yeah. totally fell in love with it yeah <laughs> actually a little bit sorry everybody it's not as it normally is but um <laughs> it's it's Monday morning here um but it's a little bit faded it's due for repinking before we go to early beach <laughs> oh yes yes we are on an adventure next week so we are we are can't wait but um did you how did you feel once you had dyed your hair like what was were you like what were the thoughts going through your head I love it the first thing was like as soon as I saw I'm like I love this was there ever like a moment of like shit I can't believe I did this or oh my god you know I'm 50 and my hair is pink like you know things that for many people they would be thinking did you ever feel anything like that I think I feel like that was really the start of, of me, of me being yeah. who I really am and not trying to be the person that I think it, I thought everybody else thought that I should be. Yeah. Um, so what's I, different about you now? Oh, my gosh. I think, do you know what? What I would say is working working for yourself and surrounding yourself with wonderful, positive women mm. like yourself, mm. you know, that, that uplift you and encourage you in, in every way and... Um, so I alluded earlier to an ex-husband. I have remarried and I have the most wonderful, wonderful husband that mm. literally supports me in everything I do. Yeah. And bless him. He thinks I'm the most beautiful woman that walks the earth, which is great, obviously, that my yeah. husband is that. But, you know, really until I thought that I was okay, it didn't matter what he said. Yeah. It didn't yeah. matter. I had to think I was okay. Yeah, um, there really comes a point, right, where there's a shift where it's like, you know, I remember getting to a point like with my husband and I just felt like I don't need to rely off your compliments. I need to compliment myself and feel good with it, you know. That and that, exactly. that's quite a shift. That's yeah. that, that's quite a shift. Um, but, you know, speaking of husbands, I know, you know, things, you've had quite a rocky road in, in that way. Can we talk <laughs> about that? Can we tap into that? Absolutely. Tell me. So, um, I was married at 23. Hmm. and you know like life was good and everything was you know good and wonderful and I don't know things just then probably about our 10th anniversary started to fall apart um 10 year anniversary did you say the 10th year anniversary yeah um I realized like I this took a long time for me to realize that I was I was actually married to a narcissist which I didn't know back at the time Hmm. but you know I was very like all my self-confidence was disappearing. I, I wanted to be invisible because I really didn't want people to see me because, you know, he would, he would say things to me like, you know, you used to be so pretty before you got so fat and ugly. Um, You know, people don't like to talk about you. Yeah. All you do is talk about yourself. Um, You know, and the thing is when you're living that, you don't really think about it. Mm. Like you don't really think about what they're saying because you believe it. 
And, you know, it was really brought home to me one day um, when Chelsea, before he'd left, but we knew we were splitting up, um, mm-hmm. Chelsea came up to me and she said, Mummy, why doesn't Daddy love you anymore? Wow. Like, whoa. And how old was Chelsea? Seven. Wow. So, you know, it had become, and I didn't even think about it, like, as I said, I knew he he was actually kind of dating while he was still living in the house. It was a really unpleasant mm. place to be in. Um, and I guess I hadn't realised that it was so obvious to her as well um, that that's what was happening, um, you know, but I it's am very. Like they, they're, they're little sponges, aren't they? Yeah. And I think us as adults, we're the silly ones that think that we can like hide everything from them. But they, they they see, they just don't say much. Yeah, she is the most amazing. She's not a kid anymore. She's 25 now. She's <laughs> the most amazing adult. I'm so blessed, you know, and, and sometimes you look at it and you go, yeah, I've done something good bringing this person into the world. Yeah. Like I look at her now and I'm so proud of her and, you know, she is a wonderful girl and I'm, I'm blessed. She just gave me juice, not juices, gooses. <laughs> Oh, Fanny Flutter's a balloon. Fanny Flutter's juices. Hey, we could roll yeah, with that one too. I'm, but, no, that gave me gooses because you have had to pick up, you know, a lot of the weight and you have had to be the one that is really there for her and show up for her. And, and again. And make some huge sacrifices for your daughter and for oh, your wife, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, going even going back to my mum, my, my um, you know, my mum lived with us. We built, my ex-husband and I built a duplex and my mum was so, this is why I feel actually bad about this suggestive language. But, you know, I do realise that, that that was what happened. But my mum stepped up to the mark and helped me. You know, she would be always babysitting for Chelsea while I was, you know, building a business and, you know, trying to do do the things. Mm. Um, you know, mum has been so instrumental in Chelsea's upbringing. So I, I do, I look at I look at Chelsea and it was a team effort, but not between a husband and wife. It was between my mum and I. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. and mum mum was wonderful. She was mm. just absolutely marvellous and she adored the ground Chelsea walked on um, and Chelsea adored her. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, as I said, I don't look at it. There's no resentment or anything. Like I look at the wonderful no. things no. and mum and I went on amazing holidays together and all of the things. Yeah. Um, but when, so uh, the funniest story is, I guess, and this is one of my favourite stories to tell, is that, you know, my ex-husband and I were having an argument, as we did, um, and he said, I said, I think I might stay in the house because, you know, like my mum, as I said, my mum lived with us, and I thought, like, we could, uh, you know, we could move out, I could buy a house, but, you know, we're going to be living together. This was a duplex, so mm. an upstairs-downstairs duplex. So mum lived downstairs and um, my ex, Chelsea, and I and our cats lived upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that's going to be a big effort and mum and I will argue and we may kill each other and no- neither of us want to go to jail. So really <laughs> I should just start a business and buy him out. So I said to him, I'm so going to is that you. how, were you in business before while you were married? Um, I'd freelanced on and off. Like my background okay. is as a graphic designer. I've been knowing, I've known I want to be a graphic designer since I was 10. Yes. So, you know, I had worked in advertising agencies, design studios, um, you know, big and small, all of the things. So I yes. knew that I could do this. So it was like I'm. But for the we, most part you were working for someone else. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. I had freelanced on and off though from when Chelsea was born. Okay, yeah. And at the time I really wasn't working much at all. 
Um, so I went, okay, so I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to be a bit serious here if I want to do this. I'm going to have to build a business. Um, and anyway, he said to me, you'll never be able to do that. I'm like, oh, that's just like watch me putting, a, that's you like putting a rocker up your butthole and, I know. <laughs> and shoot right up, right? I pull the vestiges of my confidence back together. And went, yeah, you just watch me do this. You don't ever say this to a Torian woman. <laughs> and 18 months later, I bought him out with the biggest mortgage that my mortgage broker had ever got for a single woman. Wow. So, you know, oh, I got more gooses. This that, is, like, yeah, and I'm still we're still in that same house today. Now this is the thing. Incredible. Yeah, this is the thing to those of you that are listening. This can be done. Like uh, anybody can do this. I'm nobody special. You know, mm. I'm just bloody determined. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted to build a good life for my daughter and for my mum. You know, I wanted like, you know, mum had come in and we'd we'd built this house together, you know. She yeah. gave up her home and yeah. I wanted to make sure that she was looked after for the rest of her life, that she did not have to go into a nursing home. And that is exactly what happened. You yeah. know, I did not have to go into a nursing home as she got ill. And, you know, so that it was almost very- sounds like, like it almost sounds so to interrupt Jen, but oh, you're right. like your why, your why for making that business work was so fucking big that there was, it was almost like as a non-negotiable, you know, it was to buy out your husband to um, give your daughter, you know, a life that you wanted to give her. Yep. To be able to take care of your mum and her not end up in a retirement home. Mm-hmm. Like those are huge whys. If we talk in terms of business and in terms of knowing your why and what really yeah. drives you and why you create your business, they are massive. They are so loaded and weighted. Yeah. Do you and think you- that helped you? Yeah, think back. Think back to what I said at the beginning. I want every woman to have a business that yeah. will allow them to stand on their own two feet if life is not that fairy tale we pictured. And that that's my whole why in my business. Yeah. Is like I want to help all of these women. And, you know, <clears throat> it may not necessarily be divorce. Yeah. It could be illness. could even yeah. be, heaven forbid, like death. I want them to not have to be freaking out going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to manage this? Ah! You know, which is kind of what I did. Yeah. You know? But did you I, freak out? Like, did you go through yeah. that stage of freaking out? Like, fuck, I can't do this. Oh, listen. Some days I'm like, why? Why? I, I'm not even going to get out of bed. It's just too much. Yeah. I can't. Like, I can't continue. I, I'm, I'm done. But you know yeah. what? I, I would never have left my daughter. Do you think that's what got you out of bed? Yes. Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. It did. You know, I, I thought I can't do that to her. Like, I, I, I could never, ever. You know, like, and I, I mean, you know, and I mean, I mean, this is obviously going to be a triggering thing, but like, you know, I won't say I was suicidal, but I thought that often life would be easier if I just wasn't in it. Oh, but I could never have done that to Chelsea because the implications of what would have adult would have done to her and my mother for the rest of their lives, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be responsible for that. Mm. So I got my ass out of bed, put on my big girl panties, and off I went. <laughs> that you know, that is a really dark space to be in it was a very dark place and it's a very dark place to get yourself out of yes what were you saying to yourself to pull you through that you know I can hardly even remember but it was just like you've got to do this and then I think when he said to me you'll never be able to do it I was like right yeah it was like that was your ammunition 
That was my ammunition to go, yes, I can do this. I'm going to do this because, you know, I want to slap you in the face because, quite frankly, you've left me high and dry. Mm. You know, he just walked away. Yeah. Like, and when he left, he stopped paying the mortgage. Um, and, you know, he barely even saw Charles. He was off building his new life. Yeah. So I had a daughter that was like, you know, grieving. Um, my mum, who was grieving the end of a marriage, you know, and I mean, our marriage, yeah. we look back at that, that, you know, my wedding, that was the last, one of the last public events my dad went to before he passed away. Mm. So, you know, there were good memories of our wedding. And I mean, you know, I still share wedding photos of that first wedding because like there's some of the few I have with my dad because I was only 23. So, wow. you know, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> Yes, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of history in my life when I think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you start bringing it out, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. I think we often go through life and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've kind of been through this, and yeah. you know, I hear it sometimes from like I hear myself saying it. Yes. And then people are like they're like, yeah, but just like half the shit you lived, some people never lived. You know, that's, and it. that's what my best friend always says to me. Like, yeah, seriously, you have had such a tough life. And I used to say to my mum sometimes oh my gosh, you know, like this is this is also tough. And she says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm like, but how strong do I have to be, mum? Like, <laughs> I didn't think I can be any stronger. <laughs> oh, but you have just gone in from, you've gone from strength to strength. So if yes. there's like any truth in what your mum was saying, absolutely like. Listen, my mum was the best for like all the little, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. One door yeah. closes, another door opens. Like, she yeah. wasn't, you know, she wasn't around at the, one of the, you know, um, more recent, you know, blips in history. Um, but I know that she, that's exactly what she would have said. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, we'll get to, I suppose we'll get to 2020, you know, <laughs> but like Don't we like, all get to 2020. Yeah, absolutely. 2020. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, so, yeah. okay. So kind of, all right. So you, you bought him out. Yes, I did. What was the feeling in that? Like oh, I elation. That. elation. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I did it. I did this like it was elation and then he came around one time and he was being a twat as usual and I said you know can you look can you just leave please like this is not this is when gaining nothing from this conversation Mm -hmm. um I'm 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 done with it he's like no I don't have to leave this is my house I'm like actually no it's not get out anyway he wouldn't go Mm -hmm. so I had to go downstairs and get my five or two mother to come up and make him leave and she did yeah she was a strong woman you know, yeah. she was by herself when she was 53 years old. Yeah. So she got him out. <laughs> wow. wow. That, but it but that, that would have been just such a, like, just such a defining moment for all three of you ladies, you know, yeah. for your daughter, for you and for your mum. Well. A real shift. Like the, the yeah. changes that would come with that would have been massive. It's really interesting because, you know, bringing up Chelsea, as a single mother and, and again I am remarried and David's been yeah. in our lives now for 15 years yeah um but bringing her up for you know probably five or six years as a single mum mm. you know, she saw me do these things and I was telling her oh a few years ago now Warren her boyfriend was in the picture so it was in the last three years I said to her oh you know this is what I want to do and I want to do this financially and I want to you know grow social to be you know have like a thousand members and I want to do this because you know this is t- these are tough times for kids and you know I want to be able to help you with yeah. um you know in the future when you need it and she said you know what mom she said you'll do it because she said you've never done not done anything that you've set out to do so what an incredible what role model for your daughter she's like I'm like oh 
so that I said thank you that's that's so cool to know that and I've used that and I've thought about that in so many other things and yeah like she's a strong girl like she is strong and obviously she's seen that strength in you Jen you know she's seen you go through tough shit oh yeah and she's seen you pull through it like and I think Again, when we go back to the whole stories and seeing yourself in someone else's story, when she looks at you, she says, mum did it. I know I can do it. You know, that is empowering as fuck. Like that's to find strength in that is incredible. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's a strong kid. Um, And as I said, she, I love it. I I look at her and I see my mum and the most amazing thing for me is um, sometimes she opens her mouth and my dad comes out and... (laughs) You know, I love that so much because obviously losing <laughs> my dad at a young age, like yeah. she takes after him a lot mm. and I just love that. So, you know, oh, and, and he was a strong beautiful. man as well. So, it, yeah, it's um, I may only have one, but she's a, she's a good one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She sounds it. She sounds she it. She is. So if we kind of, you know, fast forward to, you know, when things change for everybody, 2020 so by this stage you were remarried um yeah 2020 remarried where where were you at so I was um I had one of my businesses pink pom-pom social and I was working working in a um global company as a corporate brand designer um my husband had been ill in about 2017 mm-hmm. and he was the general manager of a mail house and he'd actually been made redundant so he was self-employed too um, running and an owning a malhouse and um, 2020 what a blast <laughs> in 2020 um, yeah. my dear mum passed away mm. um, David had to have a major eye surgery he's retina detached um, so which meant he was flat on his stomach for three weeks Wow! and he was still building the business had he started a business in 2018 it had gone up, it had gone right down, and it was just on the up when he was flat in his stomach. Um, one of the cats, one of my cats died. Chelsea had to have an um, emergency surgery, like literally go from ER to OR. Mm. And I lost my corporate job, thank you, to COVID that affected all of us in so many ways. Yeah. Um, so what I, a huge year. And just uh, add to that COVID. Yes. <laughs> The spicy flu. It was just like, oh gosh, mum, how strong, how much stronger do I need to be now? Oh god, Um, and it was, it was, it was a like it was a a horrific year, really, um, in so many ways. But in saying that, I also, you know, look at the positives that when mum had passed, we were in lockdown. I got to grieve in private. Mm. Um, You know, she had ten people at a funeral. You know, we could do. The funeral that like was going to be really, I guess, you know, because mama's gone, something that she would have loved for us to do, but also very cathartic for us, yeah. um, you know, because mum had been ill for the, the past few years and, you know, it was really, it was not a pleasant time. Um, mm. And so we could, we could do that. And, you know, we got to hang out together, spend more time together, um, you know, because obviously couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I managed to get, we managed to get, was it, no, was that 21? No, that was 2021. I'm like, I get, they've kind of melded into to, together, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> um, so, yeah, but the, the biggest thing, I guess, was me being made redundant and was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Mm. What am I going to do? And 
I decided. So you were working full time for a global. No, company. I was working uh, three days a week. Three days, but you also had your business. I had ping pong social. social. Yeah, and that business is still running. It is still running. Yes, it is. Um, okay. So the thing is, as is, when you're a single mum, yeah, you love stability. So okay. I was. Cool. I worked for Sonova for seven years, and they were an old client of mine. I mean, they offered me a job. Um, it was not actually long before David was, you know, oh, a few years before David was made redundant and was ill. Um, it was, it was a, like, it was a bad time um, mm. when I took the job and, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was pretty boring, but I did it and it was stable money. Yeah. Um, but when I was made redundant this time, I was working with Tracy mm-hmm. um, and also another coach, Yvette Mayer. Mm-hmm. And Yvette in particular, I was having one-on-ones with her and she's like, you can't go back to jobs. Like you cannot go back to do work for somebody else. You know, I said to you at the beginning of the year, I bet by the end of the year you'll be working for yourself. And I'm like, well, this is not kind of the way I anticipated it happening. But she said, you can't go back. And so did you like, so obviously you already had Ping Pong Pong Social. Yeah. Um, did Could you imagine yourself just relying off your business's full time no, like no. that like no. that that would have been because like businesses take time to build and, and you would know that even through ping pong pong social yeah. yeah so like that it like how do you make a decision at that point to go oh yes I'm gonna go all in or oh no I'm gonna go I don't know figure something else out well I had been there for seven years and I was over 50 yeah. so I got a fair payout Okay. So what I decided to do was spend the time thinking about what I needed to do. And so it, really you took time to I slow did. down. I did. Yeah. And actually, funnily enough, right, this this moment today and, and yesterday were the actual um this was my first day two years ago mm. of being self-employed. And yesterday when I relaunched my new brand, um, yes. or my renaming um, of my business was the last day of my employment. So yeah. this is actually How a really defining. good time. Yeah, really good time to be talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to take a few weeks just to think about it. And then um, I am very much a believer in investing. Can I just in slow you down a little bit? Oh. So you wanted to take time to think. Yes. I feel like there's so much value in that. But I feel like many of us do not do it enough because we're so busy doing the go, 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 do, do, do. And I just have to keep doing to keep creating. Correct. And I think we've lost the essence of having to slow right down to really come back to connecting with yourself and figuring out what the fuck do I want to do? Well, we could we could talk about that in the 2020 version too, because as you know, like exactly. I've taken most of this year off for self-discovery because I did panic back in 2020 and go, okay, like I took a few weeks off and then I went, right, you've got to do something, Jen. So I'm gonna go back into branding because like I've been a graphic designer for like, well, now I've been in the industry for 36 years. Oh my god. Yeah. Real well, I've said how old I am. Oh, um, the the wealth of knowledge you have, Jen, honestly. Well, Yes, yes. I've been doing yeah. this for a long time before there was even computers. Yeah. Um, so I, and then I. So what I, did you do during that time? Sorry, during that time where you really stopped to think, what were some of the things you actually did to help you think? 
Like, did you oh. journal? Did you no. take no. walks? Did you, like, I how read. do you reconnect with yourself? I read. I relaxed. I had fun. Um, mm. I stopped because I also needed to get over the fact that I'd been made redundant. Now, we all know redundancy. This was a decision by the bean counters in Switzerland. It had nothing to do with me. However, it still ability self-esteem. There's no doubt about that. Mm. So I just needed to get over myself. Right. I literally, I came back um, from retreat with ICM. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been on retreat. I worked the last day and then I moved on into, you know, what I thought I would kind of do. And I thought about it, went, you know, no. And I had the support of David to just go ahead and do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, so I did think, no, I'm going to, I'm going to run with this, you know, entrepreneurial thing and do the branding. So it didn't take long until I, I ran, a, I came across um, a lady that I had met back. I'd won a call with her back in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina, Tina Tower, and she was opening her membership and her mastermind. And I just went, you know what? This is the time. This is the time right now. And I jumped into that. Mm-hmm. And working with the people I was working with at the time, you know, Tracy and Yvette and Tina, like I, I realized that I could never go back to employment. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I jumped into working with branding, but doing all of the things. I'm like, I need to do all of the things. I mean, Tracy always says, you know, you're such an ideas generator. And mm-hmm. I love it. So I generated multiple ideas for myself. So many, in fact, that I was very diluted um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't focus on one. And people didn't even really know what I did. Mm. um because I did so many things yeah and um then and in the midst of this I might add my husband's business was struggling because you know 2020 and he said I think I might close I'm like no 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 you're not closing this there's no way you know you put all this work and effort into it and you are not closing it Mm. um so he, he again he kept going which was amazing um because he's in an amazing place right now and so I just went you know what like stop and think again in the middle of last year and I went I want to run a course I really startups are what I who I want to help because you know we all have to start somewhere yeah and I realized um I was also introduced to it I'm so blessed to be surrounded by amazing amazing women I met Mm. another wonderful brand strategist Mm. called Debbie O'Connor um and she taught me about brand personalities Mm -hmm. and I discovered my brand personality and uh, that was it. Like that's that was it. Like I knew what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, um, and how I wanted to help people. But I wanted to help them in so many ways that it was confusing even for me. Let alone everybody else out there going, "What the heck do you even do, Jen?" Um, and you know, Jen, I think there's that. Like, is often we step into business and we just want to do it all, and we want to do it straight away. All of the things to have been successful yesterday, you know. Absolutely. And when you step into it and you realise, I mean, I'm sure people have these miracle experiences and whatnot, but for the most part, we all go through this teething process of trying to figure out what am I going to do, who am I actually speaking to, how do I need to position myself, who are the people I actually want to work with, what's the shit that lights me up, what ignites the fire in my belly, what's going to get me going each day, like, there is so much learning to do throughout that process Absolutely. that, um, you know, often I feel like people give up during that time because it just feels like it's not working, yeah? But often yes. it's just like you just need to you just need to keep playing to then figure out which game you really like. 
you know? That's the thing. And that, that's actually where Flamazing came in mm. um, because I realised. What's Flamazing? It, What's Flamazing? So, well, Flamazing, last year Flamazing was a brand workshop. Okay. Teaching you the foundations of your brand, which are all of those things you just spoke about. Yeah. So the brand personality, brand voice and tone, who you want to work with, how you want to work with them, what's your story, um, why do you do what you do, and also like delving into brand identity, which is the visual side. Mm. But, you know, what I always say to people and to my clients is you don't build a house without the foundations, do you? Mm. Because mm. what's going to happen to that house? It's going to wobble, bits are going to fall off it. It's not yeah. going to be stable. And eventually you're going to move out of it. Yeah, and a big wind comes and you're out. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why it's so important to build the foundations first. So last year I ran an amazing workshop and it sold out, which was amazing. Um, and then I decided at the end of, you know, and obviously we went through, you know, four and a half months of lockdown, all the things, but I decided I want to take December and January off. Yeah. And um, just like reconsider what my offers were going to be. And, you know, I built up a business by that time that actually allowed me to do so. Like I had lots of work. Uh, I was having a good time, but I was very diluted in what I was doing. Mm. So anyway, fast forward from December to like now, mm-hmm. and literally that's how long I've taken off working per se Yeah, um, because I've been on this massive self-discovery journey. Um, I realised. Why did you feel you needed to go on a self-discovery journey? Well, that suggestive language started it for me and I realised if I'm not confident in who I am and what I'm offering, how can I have a business that is offering this? Mm. Literally, I had to refine myself. I had Did you find like work. you just kept what you just kept holding yourself back? Yes. Like you kept sort of I still wanted to be invisible in your light. Yeah. Even though I was colourful, I still didn't want to put myself out there. Hence the fact. I've only just rebranded myself as Gen V. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Because you've been Gen, you know, Gen Bowers, but it's been, you know, Pink Pong Pong. And now it's Gen V. Like this is, is you, this is your brand. It's yes. not you hiding behind a product, right? That's it. And I'm not saying that product-based businesses hide behind a product, but essentially no. you're stepping in. I was. Like you are your business. You are the one that educates people. You are the one that teaches people. You are the one that actually, you know, helps these businesses come alive. Yeah. So you're now stepping into and embracing Gen B for the professional and the entrepreneur that you are. This is it. And going back to that language that you hear, like black looks is so flattering on you, Mm. you know. I don't know where your flamboyance comes from. Um, you used to be so pretty before you got so fat and ugly. People don't like you. These are things that are in your head. Mm. You do not want to be visible. Mm. You know you're good at what 100%. you do, but you still don't want to be visible. I relate so much to that, Jen. I often heard growing up, um, you're too extreme or like you're too much. Yeah, too much. That's That was another one. Not you from, know? you know, but like often it was like you're so much, like you're just so yeah. out there. Yeah, or like you're really opinionated or, yes. like, you know, and it was like, Geez, you're loud. You're, like I don't think I was ever loud and that kind of thing, but I guess I do have strong opinions, you know. Mm. And, um, 
yes, I had people obviously not be so comfortable with that. And I get that. But then when we talk about it in terms of business, when you start stepping into business, I always found like my first business was an e-com biz. Mm -hmm. And my second business now is like my coaching. And in both those businesses, there was new things like new areas of me that were being triggered that I had to come out with because it was like business became that spotlight on all my insecurities, a spotlight on all my, you know, like kind of like, Oh, I'm, I, I don't want to do this. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of judgment. I'm, I'm, I'm no good at this. And all of that, like negative self-talk that we have, you know, that bitch in your head, that bullshit that we keep telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's almost highlighted when you get into business because you have to challenge yourself in ways that you have never challenged yourself. Constantly. Constantly. And then you think, oh, okay, I'm cool. I've got this. And then all of a sudden something else pops up and you're like, oh, fuck, here I go again, (laughs) you know? Oh, my gosh. It is, that is just so true. And that, that was exactly what happened. Like I... I've been sitting on the Gen B brand since April. Mm. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I yeah. couldn't put myself out there. Like I had to do so much more self-learning and self-discovery before I could feel not even comfortable because it's not about being comfortable mm. before I was happy to step mm. into my power. Um, so you've done the discovery. What kind of things do you feel have really helped you come to now going, I'm Gen B, this is the brand rather than hiding? Like what What have been some of those things that you've had to shift? Like business plays mind games on us. What has been some of those big mind games that you've had to really shift and how have you shifted well, them? You know, let's start talking about, you know, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. The, mean, the mean girl, all of those things that are there going, mm-hmm. you can't do this. You're not good enough. You're not enough. You should not do this. You're you're too much. You're too, you know, you're too, too big to be in mm-hmm. the public. You know, I, mm-hmm. all of those things. And I've really had to learn how to control that. Mm-hmm. So when it happens, I now recognize it really quickly. And it's like, it's gone because, you Self-awareness know. Self-awareness is key, right? Self-awareness. And I know what I do helps people. Mm-hmm. I know that it helps them build amazing businesses. How do I know this? I've done it for myself using that exact same process. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when we talk about the flamazing and what the flamazing that is going to be coming, um, and, and as you know, I have invited you to come in on the very first module and talk about mindset, talk about imposter syndrome, you know, self-sabotage, all of these things, because I've realized until you control this, yeah, you're never going to move ahead. Yeah. And I think, again, it. when you... Yeah, and I think when you go into business, like you, again, well, this was my experience anyway, and I've heard it from many different women, where you don't realise how much of a fucking mind game business actually is. It's just like You think you just need to deal with the strategy and I need to do these ads and we need to do this, but it's like, you know, all of that takes you stepping into that and doing it. And when you're telling yourself, you're not good enough. When you're telling yourself you're too big, when you're telling yourself you're too small, you're too much, your opinions are too strong, you're like all of those things that we have circulating in our minds, mm-hmm. you know, how like that needs to be brought to surface, become self-aware and know what to do with it so that you then can take that extra step in your business. Like I think and- mindset, what is it they say, depending on who you ask, but it's like 80 plus percent of business. I agree. You know? You've got to get to the stage. 
you know, and I've heard you drop the F bomb, so I'm going to drop the F bomb. Oh, please we, do. This is literally, you know, me and my F bombs. And- I do. And I am a user of the F bomb. Um, but you literally give no fucks about what other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's and it thing. takes time to get to that it point, takes right? A lot of time because yeah. I've, you know, grown up wanting to please. I am a people pleaser. Yeah. You know, the thing is, and what I say to myself, and I've, I've posted on my socials, and I would say to you, you know what, you might not be someone's cup of tea, but you're sure as heck they're sure of vodka. <laughs> So, you know, that's the thing. You can't please anybody. I look back to myself, you know, I've had multiple branding shoots. I look back to my first branding shoot. I love those photos. I cried when I saw them because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, again, it was a a step in the right direction that I put myself in front of the camera. Mm. Um, I'm like, I love these. I look, I feel happy looking at these photos. But Mm. then I look at them now, compare them to the the last brand shoot I had, and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) who is this girl? Because, you know, I used to be blush pink, gold, burgundy, because that's what I thought I should be. Yeah. But now I am who I'm meant to be. And yes. I'm going to read this quote, actually. It sits above my desk. It's my favourite quote. I'm going to read it. Um, Maybe, actually, I've been taking glass off, but maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you so you can be who you are meant to be in the first place. And I finally... I finally feel like I'm exactly where I was meant to be in the first place because this is, this is, I feel like how I used to feel when I was in my early twenties and Mm -hmm. life was fun and I was having a good time and, you know, I was working a career I loved and then life got in the way Mm. and, you know, now I'm, now I'm back. What does that feel like? Amazing. 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 (laughs) It feels so good, Jess. Like I'm just really happy and confident in myself now. Mm. And I'm going to do a big thing when we go to Ellie Beach. Well, you know, because you're coming with me. Um, <laughs> well, you're, I'm coming with you, actually, more to the point. I'm going to get in a cosy yes. suit for those that aren't necessarily Australian and get in the water. Now, that's a big deal because I've not been in a swimsuit. I actually went, oh, I lie. I got in a swimsuit in Fiji in April, but I did not go in the water and I had a sarong on. I'm going to get in a swimsuit and I'm going to go on a jet ski. Exactly. I was going to say, not only are you going to be in a cosy, but you are jumping on a jet ski. I know. Never been on a jet ski. Hubby has. Hubby's come, hubby, hubby comes to all the business retreats because, yeah. you know, he just can and he works for himself and he can work from anywhere. Yeah. Um, but he's coming as well. I said I said to the girl, you know, to you and to Beth, like, do you mind if he comes along? And they're like, Come, come, absolutely. You know, we're going to have a blast. And that again, see, here we go. Another thing out of my comfort zone. I modeled for a fashion label a few weeks ago. Yes. What the heck? And you know, it's those challenging moments or those moments that you purposely put into you, like put yourself into these, you know, not your usual thing, but you know, you just want to stretch that little bit further, you know? Great things never came from comfort zones. And that's the thing you've got to push yourself. And do the things that you know are going to be hard. Like I was saying, you know, to you earlier, like with the fashion shoot, um, Eva Cassis label, by the way, fabulous clothes. Um, But I was saying, like, I nearly messaged her on the morning of the shoot and said, I can't come. I'm like, no. no, You almost pulled out. Yeah, that's, no, that you're going to be letting her down. You can't do that, people pleaser. But I'm so glad I didn't because it was great. And, I, I, you know, I needed to do that for my own for yourself yeah absolutely Mm. for yourself and you know part of that mindset stuff is also celebrating when you do come around a corner you know 
And, and that's, why, that's why I had my second rebirth day yesterday because I call being made redundant now my rebirth day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why I was so excited to launch Gen B yesterday yeah. um, because it was that anniversary, rebirth day. Um, you know, you, you've got to celebrate the things. And that's why I did my little yeah. party reel, even dressed up my cat as a flamingo, much to his dismay, um, <laughs> and like just embraced it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, got on there in my pink, you know, it's not even, I don't know, like pink shimmery beaded jacket and did a shimmy and, loved you know. It. I saw it. I loved it. I it, loved was, it. it was fun. It was fun. And, you know, it was, I feel like this process for you has just, it's been a process, you oh, know. It's been a long because process. You probably couldn't go from one to the other from one day to the next, you know, because. You've got to kick the walls down. Yeah. And the learning that you gain along the way, you know, is what allows you to savor and really look inwards and go, I can do this. Yes. And and I did do that and I can keep doing this, you know, and yep. keep molding and keep shifting and keep evolving and growing, you know, as a person mm. when you are so aware of yourself because um, it just helps you to, like it almost helps you just to be able to see it when it's coming, you know. Yes. And go, I, I, I see you coming. I, yeah. I can hear your bullshit. You need to, like, <laughs> I'm at the stage now. You said, Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the stage now where I can see it coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, even yesterday, you know, when I was like, the website wasn't perfect. And I'm like, oh, the links aren't working. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? And then it's like, how can you even think that you could run a business when you can't get the website right? And it's like, bugger off. No, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. I never said I was a web designer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. And there are so many moving parts in a business to think that we have to be brilliant at all of them yeah. is unrealistic, really. Very like, unrealistic. But, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I guess in today's society, like we see a lot of it, you know, people at this level, like what we've got to remember is perfectly imperfect is okay. Absolutely. And when we're getting, you know, I always say perfection is perception. Mm, I say perfection's overrated. Yeah. You know, like it's for what might seem perfect to me might not be perfect for the next person. That's exactly it. It really does come to a perspective of like, you know, at at what level? Like where's the where's um like where's the bar? You know what I mean? My bar might be here, yours might be here, someone else's might be here. Like who knows? But we have to push ourselves or be open to taking those steps we do mess in a messy way like yes. it may not and you know we see and this is something that frustrates me but we see people in business constantly showing the highlight you know the, yep. the, the highlight reel everything the great things and that's awesome right because we all want to be able to see that and be inspired by that and know what we can get to but where my issue is is that people are seeing this and thinking oh they just became an overnight success oh it all works out for them they have no idea that the shit that they've had to go through to get to where they are now you know and they're still going through stuff and you still so my hubby i'll use him as a little example but his business is five years old in march next year now in at the end of 2020 we nearly lost everything including Mm -hmm. that house that i'd worked so hard for Mm -hmm. you know so like business is not easy 
No. And, you know, you go, you have your ups, well, your downs, and then you have your ups. Now, now there's no chance of us losing the house at the moment. Mm. His business, he's worked so hard, you know, yeah. and he's listened to mentors and, you know, coaches, and he's done all the things. But not that long ago, about this time, you know, we were at the, the, the like, bitey end of thinking, like, okay, we're going to have to take a break from the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a know, scary space to be sitting at. Very, very scary. You know, and um, like, and it just shows as well the shift that you guys have had from yeah. then to now of mm. putting the work in of, and not just the work in terms of I have to work and tick everything off my to-do list, but the mental side of yes. work, the mindset where you had to challenge, like, actually, I don't need to believe everything I hear and I don't need to believe everything no. I tell myself. No. And I need to challenge some of those things to be able to get me through to the other side. And, you know, look at you now, like you're, you know, you've stepped into Gen B, your husband's business is working out, you know, you guys are at a great place. Like it's, it's beautiful to see that the work pays off, right? Yeah. And, you know, but that's the thing, like when you look at other people's socials, yeah, it is the highlight reel. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, I I do put up, like, I always talk about my story yeah. on my socials. Like, I like to be, you know, raw and vulnerable because, like, I like people to know that, you know, this is where I've come from, this is where I am now. Mm. Um, but you do see a lot of people with the highlight reels and, yeah, just remember that's not reality. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's it's okay to be human, mm. you know. It's, it's okay to burn. feel like some days like, oh, this feels like it's never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, business is a slow burn. Mm. You know, I remember, I remember in one of our retreats um, with with Tracy Stu McLaren was talking, and he said, "Business, it's it's the slow game, mm. and that's the important thing." Is it's a long run, game. you know. Yeah, it is like they say, it's it's um it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Yeah, and it, that really changed my thinking hearing him say that mm. because I've been looking at somebody else's business. Um, and thinking, oh my gosh, they've got so, they've had so much growth, blah blah blah. And then and the other um, thing, the comparison, right? Oh, comparisonitis. But then her business had been going for seven years, exactly before this time. Yeah. So it's like, right, okay. And that yeah. was that's what really brought it home to me. It's like it's like you're comparing your third step to their three hundredth step, exactly. You know? And you can't do that because no. it will bring you down. It will. It will. And if you let it. It will really destroy you. It will. What you think of yourself. Absolutely. And what you think of your capabilities. Correct. And where your business goes. Yep, that's it. So you can't do that. Mm. So important. And mm. we've all done it. Yeah, absolutely. We all, you know, we all probably continue to do it, but the most important thing is to recognise when you are and stop it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, if you hear that mean girl, you know, open up the door. Yeah. Usher out and say, bye. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You got to let her know who's boss. <laughs> absolutely. Yes, you do. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. So Jen, with your business now with Gen B, what's what have you got coming up? What can you share with us? Ooh. Um so on the 31st of October, um I'm relaunching um Flamazing as a course, a 6-week course. Yeah. Because what I did realize is that I just didn't spend long enough with the ladies and I really wanted to be able to spend more time teaching them the foundations of their brand because those are the those foundations are what you build your business on. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, here, and it's not, it's, it's not overnight. Um, so <clears throat> two sessions just wasn't cutting it for me. So um, I wanted them to have more of me as well. So it's a six week course starting with mindset. Um, we have, there'll be questions and answers. There'll be a lot of me involved in it, which is great because that's, that's what lights me up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's my full flamingo mm-hmm. um, package, which is a, a done for you. Um, for amazing is it done with you. Um, the full flamingos are done for you. Yeah. And that's a brand strategy plus rebranding. Um, that's my sort of more high end offer for people that have been in women that have been in business probably five years or more. Yeah. Um, amazing is more for that sort of zero to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got the flamingo call, flamingo call. It's a strategy <laughs> call where, you know, we can jump into one thing that's bothering you yeah. um, or even more things. Like you can just pick my brains, like come in and go, oh, Jen, what do you think about my branding? Jen, what do you think about my strategy? What do you think about my brand voice? You know, or we can run through the brand personality quiz that I offer and find out the brand personality, which to me is actually the most important step and brick in those foundations. What find do you think, you are. like learning what your brand personality is, what do you think that does for your business? It allows you to actually lean into yourself again. Um, right. I am the creator magician. Yeah. So I get to have lots of fun and be creative and innovative. Plus I transform businesses. Mm-hmm. So I transform people's brands. And so that's what this quiz that you do, that helps yes. you understand like what, whether you're the magician yeah. or you're the, so, okay. So, so by doing your quiz, they will learn who they are. Sort yep. of. Who the heck what, are you? I like to yeah, say. Yeah, who the heck are you? And then like they can then figure out sort of how they can work that and mold that into their business. Correct. Yeah. It's the first brick, you know, and there's a lot more to obviously yeah. building foundations. However, you got to start somewhere. And I mean, I know not everybody has the budget to spend on a course or spending to spend yeah. working one-on-one. Yeah. Um, so the quiz at least gives you that start. Like the quiz was a game changer for me. Yeah. And, doing it and finding out I was a creator magician. Yeah. Like that just allowed me to really lean into my creative personality and, you know, be like, talk about transforming people mm. and, and creating clarity from confusion which is exactly what I do. Yeah. And it just means that your messaging becomes clear. Your voice becomes clearer. Everything becomes so much clearer. Brand personality is so important because, and I mean, you know, I could talk about this all day because you've heard me talk about it. Um, (laughs) You know, what it does is think about, you know, this is the one thing I will say, think about the most memorable people in your lives. They're the ones with the bigger personalities that know their personality and are happy to be who they are. Exactly you know, I think it's even like it's not even the big personality no, as we no, it's know not. it to be like, oh, you know, bright or bold. No, not at all. It's the people that I think truly have memorable personalities. their yeah. essence and there's an emotional connection there that you have with that person. That's Absolutely. what you remember them. See, that's, the, as I said, I could talk all day about branding, but the one thing, you know, well, not one thing, there's so many things, but one thing that I will say is, Building a brand is also about building connection and relationships. Yeah. It's yeah. about building that like, know, and trust factor. Yeah. So people yeah. want to like you. They want to know you. They, and then they begin to trust you and then they will purchase off you. Mm. And yeah. that's so and that's important. that's part of that process, isn't it? That is part of the process. That is what I teach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So 
I will drop in um, the links to be able to go do the quiz. And you've also got a masterclass coming up. I have, in conjunction with my launch of the new Flamazing, I'm running yeah. two masterclasses. Ooh, um, I'm really, tell us, tell I us. am really excited about it's um, about, well, three secrets to building a standout brand and making more sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's an important thing because like when we, we are all in business to make sales. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. When you know your brand, that's how you do it. So yeah. I'm going to be busting a few myths, telling, talking a lot more about brand personalities mm-hmm. um, and delving much more into it and actually talk about who they are. And mm-hmm. also I will be talking about Flamazing and what I'll be doing in there and how I can actually help yeah. all business become a flamingo and a flock of seagulls. Yes, I love that. I love that. And so that'll be in November, right? Yes, that is on November the 2nd. Let me double check my dates. Second and third of November. Thank you. You know these things. Uh, Yeah, second at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Awesome. I'm really excited. They're free, aren't they, Jen? Yes, they're free. They're free. Awesome. Awesome. So that, like, whoever's listening, that is a great place to just start and you know, get, what was it, 36 years of knowledge? Yeah, 36. Oh, my gosh. 36, <laughs> 36 years of branding knowledge, you yeah. know, to be presented to you for free in this masterclass is incredible. Um, but also be able to go get the um, the quiz and really understand who the heck are you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So- I walked through that in Flamazing. Um, that's one of the processes is like doing the quiz. Um, which is, which is exciting because I do love the fact that everybody kind of comes back and goes, oh my gosh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like like it comes full circle. Yeah. If you're stuck, it can help you become unstuck. It's very, it's such an important thing. The foundations are so important. And you know, early business, particularly you can feel really stuck. Oh, You can be really stuck because there's so many, you know, balls that you're throwing up in the air. (laughs) Um, So many. You know, so being able to have some guidance of where to from here, I think is, you know, is such a big help. And having someone, you know, like yourself, Jen, that has so much experience and knowledge and just an incredible way of delivering it as well that just makes sense when you are in business. I do try and make it fun Mm -hmm. as well because, you know what, Working on your business should be fun. (laughs) It should spark joy. You should love your business because if you don't, why why are you doing it? Like I I say to Charles, my daughter, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And, I mean, I will tell this little story about her. Um, She was studying chiropractic. That's what her dad kind of really wanted her to do and, you know, she is wanted to please him spent four years doing her bachelor's of chiropractic and then had to make the decision, will she go on to the master's? Decided, no, that's not actually what she wanted to do. Took 2020 off and black worked, of course, um, because she missed the cutoff for occupational therapy, which Mm -hmm. is what she realised she really wanted to do. Now, as a chiropractor, she was getting credits and passes. As an OT, she's getting high distinctions and has the dean's ward of merit or something like that and you know is probably going to become an honest student do what you love people do what you love you know it makes such a difference when you are 
like I remember at school I was never like this brilliant student or anything like that I you know got through it don't get me wrong Mm. but it was never um I was never a top student and I was okay with that but after I took some time off school and then I went back to study um and I studied community welfare that Mm -hmm. whole community side of things really and you know giving back and all of that really um was calling to me at that time anyway but when I actually studied that I was like oh wow I'm actually getting really good results and I remember one presentation and I still actually I found the marking sheet not so long ago but Mm -hmm. I got a hundred percent on the presentation that I did yeah I could not believe that Mm -hmm. I had received is that honky tonk yes he had to come join us this is the flamingo (laughs) cat Um, I couldn't believe that I was getting such incredible results, but yeah. I really looked at it and it was like, because I actually love this shit, because I love learning this, because I yeah. love, you know, doing this and That's that makes it. a world of difference. And it's the same in your business. Like, yes, there's things that you're going to do that you don't really love. Oh, I don't like doing accountants. I've got to accounts. I've got to ring my accountant. I don't wish to do this, but, you know, yeah, that exactly. doesn't spark joy. <laughs> but, you know, it is that thing, again, going back to igniting that fire in your yes. belly that actually doing something that makes you really happy, that makes your heart smile, that you actually yes. enjoy doing and knowing that even when shit gets hard, you'll still keep doing it because it brings you so much joy. And see, that brings you back to the why. To your story why do you do what you do like absolutely you know i get some clients bless them go i don't really have a story yeah. i'm like yeah you do we'll everyone find, has we'll find story. that story yeah. I, I i get it out of them yeah and that story is not always like this big trauma then you know no. Turn. like no that's it stories like the magic is in the most simple of stories i believe it can be literally and everyone has one absolutely it can be literally if they're a jewelry maker you know what Making pretty earrings gives them pleasure. Yeah. You know, like there's and there's always a again, there's always a why behind that. Like maybe they, you know, couldn't afford to buy a particular pair of earrings. They just decided they're gonna make their own. There's yeah. always some little twist in that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are humans and you know, we all have like life's never perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But it doesn't have to be a big that trauma. We have the learning we... that we can take on from it. Yeah. You know, is is if we choose to take it on, if we choose you, to take on, you got to be open to see it. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. So before we wrap up, Jen, hear the birds chirping in the back. Before we wrap up, is there any, you know, I don't know, like words of encouragement, of words of wisdom, or like just from your experience in terms of business and life, like what's what would you want to share with the ladies that are listening? What I would share is and this is the first thing that popped into my head when you just asked that don't don't doubt yourself because mm. you know the thing is you might be listening to this you might have listened to all and gone oh my gosh she's strong she she's managed to do this and that no I'm just a normal person mm. and if I can do it you sure as heck can too yeah absolutely. it just takes perseverance absolutely. and believing in yourself and I mean we've talked about the the self-doubt and all the things I've had but I never gave up Mm. I never gave up mm. and those are the things you just that makes keep a going you're yeah, shuffling you shift going. along the way but yeah. you don't give up you know you might take two steps forward and then maybe three sideways and then go forward again but you know just keep moving mm. yeah momentum yeah that's it yeah that's absolutely it. so that's the thank one you. thing 
Yeah, I love that, Jen. And I think it is so important for all of us to know and for all of us to normalize the fact that we all feel doubt. <laughs> you know, Every single we one all question ourselves. We all think, oh, am I good enough or can I really do this? Or, uh, yeah, all of those things that come mm-hmm. into our mind. So, I yeah. loved sharing your story, Jen, and being able to pick your brain a little bit more and learning more about you because oh. I really do believe that, you know, people will be able to see themselves in your story and Thank you for having draw me. strength from it and draw inspiration and draw encouragement and a belief, a new belief that they can create for themselves to say, yeah. actually, I can do this. If she did yeah. this, I can do this too. So One of my little mantras in my head, like when I go, you can't do that, I'm like, actually, I can. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. can. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen. I will pop all your details into the notes and everything. Um, but do you want to just give us a quick rundown on where people can find you? So you can find me. Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot yeah. at Pink Pom Pom Social and Jen B Brands. Um, if you Google them, you will find I've got cat fur on my nose now. Thank you, Honky. Um <laughs> Yeah, you Google those, you can find me. Um, jenbbrands.com, pingpompomsocial.com.au. Um, there's the Facebook pages, there's the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you'll be able to find Beautiful. them all. Awesome, awesome. And we get a real good insight into the behind the scenes of your life as well. In you your do. School. I'm very upfront in especially in Gen B brands about showing the behind the scenes. And showing a lot of, you know, my life because, I, yeah, I'm a personal brand. You know, we need to we need to show these things so people can connect with us. Yeah, 100%. Very important. Thank you so much, Jen, sending you huge love. And um, I really appreciate you. you being my first guest. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So excited to be here. Can't wait to jump on that jet ski with you in Ellie Beach. I know, going to be so much fun. We might have to say at the beginning of this, Girls, get get a get a drink or a cup of tea because we've been chatting for a while, which has been oh, awesome. Absolutely, that's where the magic comes from. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Thank you so much, Jen. No, thank you. Bye bye. See ya, amiga. I want to say gracias for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you, and I'm so fucking grateful that you jumped on this podcast today. If you're loving what you're hearing, you know what to do. Share it with your biz bestie. Tell me your aha and light bulb moments and what you're loving in a review. And subscribe because you know what? Together, we create the ripple effects.